Welcome to the podcast that transcends awareness into practice. In this season, entitled Harmony in Relationships, we will explore together the steps in the dance of relationship. Each episode builds on the one that preceded it. I present your question. Your question, I respond. Hello, this is Yolanda Kumidu. Welcome to my podcast. To this episode of uh, responding to um, the theme of connection in relationships. Thank you. It's not an easy topic. No, it's not an easy topic. Not an easy topic. To do it, to talk about it, to in any way. And when it does happen, it's amazing. I agree. Yeah. So what were your thoughts or questions after listening to the episode? So when I think about connecting, I think about all the distractions we have in life and that interfere with connecting, whether it be family, children, social media, business, friendships. So I think of those kinds of things because I think you're thinking of connection in terms of your partner, right? Because there's all kinds. Yeah. I'm also thinking about connection, of course, in the relationship with your partner and also connection with one's self. With oneself. Yeah. With one's self. That's another element. Yeah. Because, um, uh, you know, I forced myself, well, I didn't have to force myself that much. It was so easy to get caught in it. To, so for a period of time to also be one of those, you know, that uh, that scrolls and sits with hours and you, you look and you, it's like four hours later, you're scrolling still because I needed not only to talk about social media and to talk about how what it does and doesn't do, um, but also to experience it for myself. And the, and the most amazing uh, um, sensation experience I had was I was shocked how much it disconnects me, even if I'm in the middle of, of reading inspirational things and, and helpful uh, you know, material, not only just watching other people's lives and car crashes and fights with people, you know, or... Um, how it just immediately, the minute the fingers touch that cell, I am out of myself. I'm totally disconnected with myself. And it it, it just shocked me. And then when I stopped spending, how it took time to reconnect. And um, so it's when I'm talking about, and of course, the level of connection you have with yourself it reflects how it shows in the relationship. Absolutely. Because then your focus becomes only the other. And the focus that can be 
helpful and not helpful judgment, either pleasant judgments or unpleasant judgments, then the whole focus goes on the other person and because there's no connection with yourself. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so it's, it's both really that I, I'm trying to present here the connection, but especially the connection in relationships with your partner, with your, the person you're committed with. So I think, um, responding to what you just said, you know, there's, there's a lot of research on connection to social media addiction. I will actually say it, it can become an addiction. Uh, research shows that, uh, People touch their phones 2,617 times a day, many of them, not all, but many, and that the average person spends three hours and 15 minutes on their phone, whether that's reading newspapers, whether it's checking social media, whether it's uh, researching things for work, wh whatever it is. But what happens with the brain when it's connected to social media is dopamine is released. I mean, if somebody likes what you put up there, you know, immediately dopamine, oh, they like me. Let me put up some more. And and the brain is has been shown in studies to um, equate to the brain of somebody on drugs or somebody who gambles. It's that constant high. So when I think of connection with partners, I see so often um, in restaurants, in public places, e even when people are out with other couples, the phones are sitting there. So it's not just that person. It's the phone and the, and the person. Well, the phone became an entity now in our lives. It's, exactly. it's another presence. It's a presence. It's another presence. Oh, yeah. It's an entity. Yeah. And I've heard when two people are sitting at a table with two phones, it's really four people. Correct. That's what I'm and, saying. Yeah. And that's another major distraction. And thinking about connection with um, partners, many times we're thinking about other things. We've got the phone there. We've got uh, children coming. So I think knowing that connection is so important and that it builds such a, a, such a bank of, of meaning moving you more toward compatibility. It's something you want to invest in. But I think so many people just don't do it. Yeah, correct. correct. I think they just don't do I mean, it. Can you imagine the, the, um, uh, the numbers uh, that uh, you mentioned, how many times people, can you imagine if there were so many times we checked in with ourselves? If there right. was, what did you say, 2000 something? Um, yeah. Um, if it was so many times we check with our partner, uh, we connect with our partner, because connection with the partner is the nourishing of the third entity in the relationship, which is the relationship. So it's you, it's your partner, and the third entity is the relationship. And how often when there is no connection to the relationship, to take that into consideration, it withers away. I think 
in response to what you just said, what I'm thinking about is many times people in, in partnerships connect most seriously when they argue. Yeah, and I mentioned that, yeah, in the, right. in the other episode, and, and, yeah. Because and, then you have someone else's attention because right. you have their attention because their whole uh, focus is on proving you wrong. <laughs> And, exactly. and proving themselves right, so you have their total attention then. So that, uh, and and sometimes, um, you know, when you see, or when you experience it yourself, that you start to argue more and more frequently with your partner, maybe it's the only way and the only time that you experience any kind of connection, which is you are being seen and heard and, and you see and hear the other person, even if it's in the middle of an argument and uh, of disagreement. Yeah. And I also think you said before, um, a good way to connect is to say, how are you doing? How am I doing? And I also think another good way to connect is to say, how are we doing? Yeah. I, I think that's hugely important. Yeah. Absolutely. How are we doing? Yeah, that, and, that, yeah, that we we'll, we'll talk about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what what is the quality and the quantity of our connections? You know, do do we set aside time? Now, the quality and the the quality and the quantity and the quality of the relationship. You see, um, when you have two different people. You always have two different people. You always have two different personalities. Be very careful that maybe what is important for you, what you consider good quality in, uh, in this connection, and the other person, your partner, has a different definition of what is good quality to, because that can get right there um, into disagreement that if we don't do this, then it's not good quality. What you mean, it has nothing. So, so to be open to embrace, if there are two different definitions of what, when our relationship is going well, how it looks like, it, 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 you don't have to agree on that. I, I just want to point that out. Even if you have two different ideas of what you think a relationship, if your relationship is going well, and 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 we need, in order for the relationship to go well, this is what we need to do. And your partner says something else. It doesn't mean one is right and the other is wrong. You present two different perceptions. And to be open to embrace both and to talk about dialogue about both. I've heard that there are gender differences. In um, you heard. You mean you yeah, right. haven't experienced it yet? <laughs> right, and I've experienced it. What was that book? Men are from Venus, women are from Mars. No, men are from Mars and women are from Venus, whatever it's the book was. It's a beautiful book. And right? it's very it's accurate. Right. I love and that book. Yeah. I love that book. Mm -hmm. And and I think you're right. You know, when when we marry a partner, it's it's one of the big biggest risks we can take because who we are at that point is not who we may become. And we hope that risk is, you know, certainly going to work out. But I do believe one of the reasons it does work out is because of connection. 
because of setting aside time for connection to inform each other how we ch- how we changed how we are developing that's part right. of connection that's correct and that's that's knowing who you are and what you need at that time and being able to share it because that that's paramount in a relationship but, and i do and, yeah. and there are gender differences most definitely i mean women in general uh, we're not talking uh, you know 100% here of course right um, we are more um socialized over thousands and thousands of years and it ends up that process for us it's more it's quite important for men usually their socialization goes into what's the problem let's solve it right. let's fix it Let me solve it. They usually say, <laughs> "Let me tell you how to fix it." And we're like, "No, just listen." Yes, that is a very common that I find in a lot of uh, couples that um when a, a person says um he doesn't listen to me, is not that he actually he listens very well, it's just he their response is 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 towards a different direction. It's not ho- listen and hold it is listen and right. let's fix it and uh, you know if the uh, and if the man is looking for solution and and the a woman chooses to explore more and expand more it's an impatience let's get to the point you see mm-hmm. and that is not about not listening it's about missing each other right. having different intentions yeah yeah so connection So what is connection to you Linda? So connection to me is to make my spouse my primary relationship and to focus time there. I think of it in terms of uh, I think co- connections are complex. I think you can connect emotionally, socially, intellectually, spiritually, And I think you have to be wise enough to know what kind of connection with your spouse will lead to building that bank of connection and leading to compatibility, trust, those kinds of things. So I think for me, um, I like to connect intellectually. So if we've read a book, or if we've um seen a movie or if we are learning something new so i like to connect with that kind of idea in mind for instance we learn chess together and 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 boy if you're learning chess you have to focus you can't be looking at your phone because you have to like know that next move um and i i I myself as well as my husband he he likes that kind of connection intellectual connection but another way I I feel is a fun way to connect and it wasn't my idea so it's not original is um to spend a day um wake up in the morning on a Sunday or Saturday and watch a movie together non-productive and- activities Right, right, right. <laughs> Those are the most relaxing. You want to relax? Do something utterly non-productive. 
Exactly. Non-productive. Yeah. And then what we would do is we'd watch that movie together in the morning, no phones, no this, no that, no interruptions, and watch another movie in the late afternoon. Because I'm a very I go to bed very early, so I can't watch a movie at night in the late afternoon. And then what we thought about some of the movies that we wanted to see over again was were when we first met. And then we started to relive those things. So that was really a fun way to connect. And I'm so happy you are really uh, that you are giving these examples because for you and your partner, that's a point of connection. That's where both of you connect. And in some right. other areas, you might be exactly the opposite. Correct. So, but as long as you found your points of connection and you feed them, you give them time and you actually spend time doing that, it, it really enriches the relationship. The other thing you said before, which I think is so, so important, making your partner a primary right. point. Because yes, it is huge. And that's when relationships start. Because when you first meet, why do you get together? Why do you continue into a committed relationship? Because it's primary and and it, it works well. And because of so many natural ways of distractions, life itself is a distraction. Everything Absolutely. that happens in life is a distraction. Absolutely. And to find a way to always go back to a point where, okay, this is our date or this is our time where we ask, how are we doing? How are you doing? Let me tell you how I am doing. To go back there. And if you don't, you don't, I mean, what you described you said in the morning, this is what we do. You, so you have time and this is the activity we do together. And it brings connection to schedule such things. And I think it's important things. to have yeah. ritual. Yes. It, it becomes a ritual. We, walked our, we walk our golden retriever together in the morning. It's, it's only a 20 minute walk, but it's, we just woke up. They, you know, my puppy just ate and, but it's, how are you doing today? What are you up to today? Are you looking forward to that? So, know, the, those so the main focus is the third entity, the relationship. Absolutely, the relationship. You and your partner. That's really, that's really, um, like I said in the presentation in the other episode, it's watering the plant. It's really... Oh, I like that. Yeah, it's really, if you, the relationship, I always see it as the way you take care of of plants, let's say in the house, and right. because they are close to you and you see them when they're not water, you see them immediately, how they wither. They just need the sun and the water. And uh, that's what connection does to the relationship. And when it doesn't happen... And there are more reasons not to happen than to happen. Right. I, I, I totally can see that. You have to fight for it. You really have to make it happen. Yeah. Mm. I don't know what happened here. Wait one second. There we go. Um, yes, absolutely. And when you take away the distractions, going back to when you do connect, there isn't an absence. There's an opening. There's an opening for you and your partner to a lot of people think of it as an absence. They get very upset when the phone's not near them. 
and or whatever. They're not connecting, you know, with four family members, that kind of thing. What but is primary? It, but we go back, we circle back. Right, we go back to the primary, right. It, it has to be the primary and stay the primary. And at times in lives, you give birth, the, the infant, the child becomes the primary. It has to, but then it has, has to. to go back. But then it has to go back what's happening with the relationship because that is the life force of the household. <laughs> you know, so Yolanda, I, I, I think you bring up such an important thing at different stages. Connections can happen more readily. I mean, when you're retired, you know, you, you have a lot of time, but what about when you have a newborn baby and exactly. So the connection needs to go to the, to the infant because right of all, I mean, it's a helpless, uh, you right, know. Right, of course. So, and that's fine. And and a lot of couples, you see what happens, they do connect with their newborn. And um, either both of them connect with the newborn or one of them connects with the newborn and the other feels left out. And then they start connecting with other things. Right. With work, right. with affairs sometimes, with, you know, other things. Right. And some t so let's say both parents connect with the infant. But after a few months, not years even, after a few months, if you don't turn and look and check where is the relationship between you and me, I have seen couples many times, I have to say, that when I ask, when did the distance happen? We go back 20 years when they had their first child. So w when they connect with the child, it never, it's almost they, the relationship is forgotten and they never come back to reconnect with each other. And yes, then the relationship takes a new form of connecting with the children only. Even if oh they are teenagers or their 20s, in their 30s. <laughs> and then in retirement, you look at each other. It's like, who are you? Yeah. Who are you? Yeah. Right. No, that that's so, so true. Um, and I think many times our behaviors become so patterned. So if we're not connecting, then we're fine just existing side by side. And nothing gets stronger. Well, that's what happens when, you know, the parts of personality are taking over and we are like in a trance. We are, we go in, you know, uh, default positions and then we, we don't, we really lose sight of our partners. So connecting, making time to check, to check right. where are we, what's happening without additional entities like the cell phones. And I think when you don't connect with your partner, like you said, your attention goes elsewhere. It has to. Because has to. why? Why? Because as human beings, we need connection, you see. Yes. It's in yes. the makeup of being human that we We're need. We're hardwired for it. Right we on, are. Right on. To We're connect. hardwired. So connection. if I don't connect with my partner, I will look and connect with something else. Right. <laughs> right. It, it, it will happen. There's no doubt about it. So Yolanda, in, in your profession, 
Why, what is the most noticeable reason people aren't connecting? Is it because of social media? Is it because of uh, long work hours, exhaustion? It's also because of boredom. After a while, another reason, of all those reasons actually that you listed there, but it's another yeah. reason. The relationship at a certain point dies. It becomes boring, repetitive, and predictable. Why? Because people are trying to keep the peace and they stop reacting to each other. So you start saying yes when you mean no. You start agreeing with things or you say nothing to not rock the boat. Those are dangerous situations. Another reason why people stop connecting is because it becomes boring and repetitive and predictable and it's just you know how your your partner will react and and what what why that happens because people stop being honest with themselves and with their partner honest means something that i used to like i don't like anymore and i'm gonna tell you about it let's see what we can do and vice versa so being honest with yourself so in order to be honest with yourself and to notice that you don't like something anymore you have to notice it on yourself first so if there's no connection with yourself you don't even notice you don't like it whatever that might be a specific thing we used to do together and why is that if if we all know to to thine own self be true why is why can't people connect to themselves is it so many distractions that they're just so busy. Why aren't they connecting to themselves and knowing how they feel? Linda, a lot of people don't even know what that means. Mm. When you use the phrase connect to yourself, a lot of people say, what does that mean? (laughs) (laughs) You know, so connecting to oneself means what tune in to your vulnerability? What bothers you? What annoys you? What brings you joy? What do you like? What do you feel like doing? What gives you indigestion? Yeah. What is, what is your creativity? What is your intuition? What are some, are you aware of your intuitions? Are you creative in any way? So connection to self is not only how do I feel today, that's definitely one of them, but it's so much more because when people lose connection with their vulnerability, meaning they are very sensitive states, what scares me, what doesn't, what I enjoy, what do I consider beautiful, questions like that, that are so private and Life, when life speeds up and not in you, you look at your schedule and there's no spaces in your schedule anymore. Where is the time to stop and ask? Because in order to ask and connect with yourself or connect with your relationship, the movement you see becomes vertical, not horizontal. You stay and you go down deeper. Usually in life, we, we move horizontal. We are all over the place. 
But questions like that, whether connecting with yourself or with your partner, are vertical questions. Interesting. Yeah, I like I like the way to look at that. I, I always thought I was a better uh, vertical thinker than horizontal thinker, but I thought of it in a different way. <laughs> you know, when you put your head on the pillow at night, you know, I'm, I'm a more analytical person. So, you know, and I'm a better thinker in the morning or a little more, be- a little yeah. better. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. but I, but I like the way you say that. And I think you, you, br- you brought up the word vulnerability. There is a vulnerability to connecting. There oh, is. Wait a un- minute, Linda. Connecting is vulnerability. Absolutely. And yes. when you live most of the time in your power cells, which means they have specific rules. You have to, you should. I mean, that's how you know your power self. You have right. rules that are written, written in stone. You rigid. have to do rigid ways mm-hmm. of thinking, self-righteous ways of thinking, which is not right or wrong. We all have that. Correct. But those are power parts of our personality. Vulnerable right. parts are the parts where is uncertainty not clarity where you don't know and you're not in a rush to go find out either so when you are let's say in your power of rational and intellectual and uh, and experience you know um uh, empirical then you are much into your head and vulnerability stays untouched so in vulnerability a lot of things are not clear and so a lot you, of people, say- a lot of people are, it's very difficult. You see, it makes you feel less powerful, less clear, less certain when you allow yourself to access at times your vulnerability. So going back to connecting with people, co- connecting with your partner, that is definitely a vulnerable state to be with your partner. So if you don't feel That's why in this season, I started with trust, love, uh, you know, and going up because trust, if you don't trust, if the trust is damaged in their relationship, it's no way you will feel safe enough to connect. (laughs) That's why trust is on the basis. If you don't have trust. You don't have any, you know, you, you, you might or you might not, or you might have just a tiny little bit here and there of the rest of the ingredients that I, I talked about in this season. <laughs> Would you say that the most harmonious couples are able to show that vulnerability in connecting? Yes. Would you say there's any gender, say that. gender differences there? Of course, there are gender differences always. But they are embraced, they're understood, accepted, and they are not judged. So I know, for example, that you like to analyze things. I don't judge you about it. Actually, I bring things to you when I need, maybe as a partner, that is one of not such strong area. So I bring it to you. So I embrace where you are different from me instead of judging you. So the interaction is then collaborative rather than competitive. That's it. Yeah, that, that's huge. That is that is That's it. huge. Yeah, but I'm glad you brought up the, the, the role of vulnerability and connection because connection 
requires that you access that moment. You're open. What is connection? I'm opening up to you. I'm, I'm telling you things that usually I don't say to other people. Correct. Sometimes I don't even dare to think myself right. <laughs> and I'm sharing right. them with you. I'm connecting with you because that is the essence of relationship. What is the essence of relationship? Is to feel safe enough to share with another human being, your partner, those, those secret thoughts and secret feelings and perceptions and reactions. So then you can think of connection as stress regulators because you're now sharing vulnerable things and it, it I don't know, you I, down. I, or, or as safety nets. It calms you down, right? On. Right, it calms you down. Right on. Yes, they're stress regulators. I love yes. that. So right how are you feeling? That's right, Linda. And that's, that's why I like to go, how are you feeling? How am I feeling? And how, or how are you doing? How am I doing? And how are we doing? Yes. Mm -hmm. I think that's huge. It is. Because we may have different views on how we are doing. And it's okay, but right. let's dialogue. Let's hear it. <laughs> and I love that you use the word dialogue rather than talk, because there's a huge difference in dialogue. Um, the way I understand dialogue is you're listening to understand. The way I understand talking is different. Okay. I'm glad you're bringing that up because dialogue involves pauses, silences. Talking often the, before you even finish, I right. come with, so I see it almost as product exchanges. I give you my product and then you give me your product <laughs> and right. we sell each other products. Dialogue is very different. Very. Di dialogue involves pausing. You said something, maybe there's some silence before I respond. I respond because I am letting what you said settle, not thinking immediately what do I think and telling you what I think. I stay a bit and maybe I even ask you a question. Linda, did you mean this? What do you mean by that? To make sure that what you gave me, I received. Because very often what I, we give each other is not what is received. And you never check to see. So I give you something, you receive something else, you give me something, and I receive something else, and we miss each other. That's communication. That's miscommunication. So dialogue involves, you need to, when you connect through dialogue, you cannot be in a rush. You cannot be angry with each other. You cannot be, I mean, if there's something worrying you and all that, as long as the two of you are in a trustful time because trust also i mean there are times in the relationship that you feel like you you doubt about something in your in your mm -hmm. and that's okay it doesn't mean it's no trust i'm talking basic trust in the other person so when you just spoke 
what I gathered from what you said is that you were listening to understand. And you were, if you had questions, you would ask. And I think what I notice nowadays is that people don't listen well. They they speak, you know, very fluidly. Uh, and I have news for you, Linda. It's not only nowadays. Always. <laughs> you know, Always. listening is an art. Listening is not just looking at me and shaking your head. Yes, yes, oh, okay, okay. No, 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 no. Listening, it means what you said. I heard it like you said it. I'm thinking about it like you thought you're thinking about it. Instead of immediately coming in with my take on what you said. It's it's an art. So this so. this business of listening is not only nowadays, it has always been the case. <laughs> because right, yeah. you see, and I think this loneliness, the pe- people feeling lonely is involved in not listening because we do feel lonely and loneliness is something that is built in being human, but that's a different topic. Um, we want to tell our story because most people, most people, like 99% don't listen. So right. when I get your attention, I want to say everything. And then when you get my attention, you want to say everything. So it, 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 it gives us some kind of, uh, um, if, if I keep telling you what I think, uh, um, I don't feel so alone. But it doesn't mean that there is an actual listening happening. So that's why people don't listen. We don't listen because we are in a rush to say our story. Yeah, and then I, it becomes a vicious cycle. Yeah, <laughs> it becomes a vicious cycle. I don't, you know, I don't feel hurt, so I'm going to tell you my story. In the meantime, I'm not listening to you. And I think that's sometimes how speech goes between people. You know, even something as mundane as, oh, you know, I just got back from Paris, and before you're finished, oh, I went to Paris too. You know, that that kind of thing. That is the exchange I was talking before. You give me your product, then I give you my product. Right, right. Um, And also, I found the other day, I was with a girlfriend, and I was trying to tell a story, and she was finishing it with what she thought happened in it, and did it three times. And I said, wait, I said, all three times it was wrong. Why don't you just let me tell the story? And um, yeah, so I've seen that. You know, one of my friends, um, this is a while ago, was talking about connection with her spouse. And she just felt that they didn't do anything fun anymore. And she said one of the best ways she connected was when they would, they're um, camera people. They like to take pictures of nature. And on the way, riding to wherever they were going, she said she always thought of a great question to ask. And the question that particular day is, how can we bring more joy into our relationship? And she said in that 20-minute ride, they thought of three things to do, and they ended up putting it on the calendar, and they did them. So I think it's it's it can be simplistic, too, you know, in that how do we bring more joy into this? And then... You know, you talk about how you feel about that, you know, where you are, you know, where that takes priority. 
So have you noticed things like that, that you can, aside from having rituals of, you know, watching a movie together or whatever, that simply waking up in the morning and, and conversing? There's so many ways are us, there are couples. Right, right. <laughs> there is so many ways that people can find ways to connect. It's so individual. And mm -hmm. it's really actually falling into, to connect means this. We have to do this in order to connect. No, you don't. It's not out there written what is normal and what right. is not. There's no such thing. You create the dance. You create the dance of connection with your partner. Those dance steps are unique to you. That's why, I, I, I mean, there are some basics, like what we just finished talking about, you know, in connecting, if I'm vulnerable and I am revealing something, I want to feel safe that you're receiving it and you're not interrupting me or finishing my sentence or right. put, putting your story, you, you see? But the way that we connect can be very unique. Like there are some basics, listening, making time for it. But the way that we connect, it can be so creative. So Yolanda, thinking of 2023, um, as I said before, I see people disconnect through their phones, mostly. I, I, I really do. Um, I see that... Because, they, can, you, because they disconnect yeah. from each other because the connection goes to the phone. Right. Right. That's why. Right. So how how does one deal with that? It because I almost think it becomes an addiction, and addictions are hard to to get away from. If you are in the in the time or the mode to connect with your partner, like you said before, you cannot have phones in your hand because even on the table because you know they make the you receive a message they make a sound and immediately your energetic linkage disconnects right. from the person and goes on the phone and once right. you break that linkage that that you have for each other even forget about the phone even as we are talking if you start thinking of something else we, you disconnected from me. Absolutely. Multitasking yeah. Multitasking doesn't work. It does not belong in the time of conscious connecting and checking in with each other. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to um, look at some re research um, on attention spans. Um, because I think that right now, attention spans, in many cases are are not really long i think uh, uh, linda so amazing you bring this up because attention deficit in adults it is, is quite frequent and it is confused because it looks like and it feels like you don't care i was just talking and i know you turned me off you stopped listening but it maybe that person, your partner, has attention deficit disorder. Right. Adult attention deficit is rampant. <laughs> and uh, when you don't realize, but if I know as my partner 
you have attention. I adjust our connection time or being together time with right. shorter times. And I'm accepting and embracing that because if you have attention deficit, then that is something that to a certain extent is out of your control. It's not your fault. It's not that you don't like me or you're not interested in me. It's just my attention span. Your attention span is much, much shorter than mine, let's say. However, what's the cause of that? Now, we certainly know that there's attention deficit disorders in children. And yeah, we can... but that takes us though in a different direction. Exactly. Yeah. That's different. Yeah. Um, but I think um, the little bit of research that I've read on attention spans in adults and how social media or checking phones, you know, you're you're here, then you're there, and then the the beep comes, that attention spans are getting shorter and shorter and shorter. And the dopamine release that the brain does when you get a like or something on that, you know, uh, the your mind seeks, your mind is a curious mind and it seeks new things. Yes. And constantly when you refresh feeds, I'm not a big Facebook user at all. I'm not a big Instagram user at all. I'm, I use mainly my computer to read and, and do other things on there. But I know there was a time when I never posted too much, but, oh my God, let me see what's, what's on there. You know, and like you said, it can, it can lead to hours. I just analyzed that wasn't the best way for me to use my time according to who I am, you know, and yeah. I'm not judging other people. And Maybe that that's definitely is a major disruption to connection. Major. There is major. no doubt about that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Thank you, Linda. This, You're welcome. This, I mean, you brought up some wonderful um, turns that that our conversation took us that uh, it added so much more richness in the episode. Thank you, Linda. Absolutely. I always enjoy speaking with you. I think I, I think I'm blessed to know you and and learn from you and certainly speak with you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. The next theme coming up is intimacy. If you're interested in being in my podcast, please email me at awarenesssuckspodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, yahara.